This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Will you grab your Bible? Will you grab your Bible? I'm going to jump right into um, this teaching. I started this teaching last week and uh, I I was teaching you about about purpose and 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 uh, how to find your purpose or or finding your purpose. Kind of what we started out talking about last week, finding your purpose. And there were three points that I gave you and I want to build on that teaching today. The teaching today is going to solidify a lot of things in your hearts and in your minds. Uh, many of you have been wondering about your purpose and wondering of what God is doing and how God's going to do it. If you open your heart today and listen, I believe that God is going to push you. Some of you will find out, you'll discover today how to find and fulfill your purpose. Um, I think that um, it is a, you know, it's almost a miserable existence when, when you're living life and, and you don't know what God has called you to do, don't know what God wants you to do. Um, and I, I, I'm thankful to be one one of the ones, one of the many others in this room who have discovered my purpose. Now, I'll share a little bit about that um, a little bit later on in the message. But today I want to I want to talk to you about how to find and fulfill your purpose, how to find and fulfill your purpose. One of the things that God told me to do um, in in launching this ministry, he told me to set out to help people to discover their purpose, to set out to be intentional about helping you to discover what God plans to do, what he desires to do um, in your life. And so I'm going to be very intentional about helping you to discover and to discern what God wants to do in your life. And when you do it, glory to God, many of you are going to be surprised and, and some of you are going to be uh, um, perplexed even about the things that when, when God begins to reveal the things that, that he has for you in your life. Now, um, moving forward, I, I need you guys to move forward, remembering the three points that I gave you last week, that number one, your purpose is not about you. It is about what God desires to do through you. So if your purpose is, if if you feel like your purpose is selfish in nature, you feel like it's about you creating wealth for yourself or having a a better provision for your family. Uh, Now those things are all good. I'm not, I'm not knocking those things, but, but, but that, that God has a purpose for you that's greater than everybody say greater than that. It's greater than that. God has something for you greater than that. Your purpose is not about your happiness. Amen. It's not about your happiness. It's not about um, you being happy. It's about God fulfilling his purpose and his plan through you and through your life. Amen. So it's not about your happiness. So if you're looking for something to make you happy, then um, you may miss your purpose altogether. Because sometimes sometimes purpose can be difficult. Sometimes finding your purpose um, can cause you to, to, to cry at night. It can cause you some tears. Amen. Uh, finding your purpose. But it'll always bring fulfillment in the end. And and operating in your God purpose will always bring the blessings of God. So no matter what you have to go through, God's always going to bless you when you're operating in his purpose. Number three, um, the purpose is not about popular opinion. It's not about walking around asking people what they think. Last week, you got those of you who were here, y'all saw me bring all the teenagers on stage. And so I gave them I gave them a utensil and I asked them to, to name that utensil. Tell me what its purpose was. And most of them could not could not even uh, couldn't tell me what that what the purpose or even the name of that utensil 
utensil. So then they jumped, they ran, left the stage and they went out and they was taking this utensil around everybody and they're asking people and even some people didn't know what, what in the world it was. Uh, so, so they, they finally asked the right person and got, they discovered what it was and they were able to come back upon the stage and uh, tell me what the name of the utensil was. But there was one young lady at the end came back and she had something that she still had, had yet to fully discover what it was that I had given her. And so here's what she said to me. She said, she said, listen, in this scenario, if you are God and you gave this to me, then what I should be doing instead of running around asking all these people what this is, I should be asking you what this is so that you can tell me what this thing is that you've given to me. And so remember what I told you um, last week in Colossians chapter one, verse 16, we read in the message Bible for everything, absolutely everything above and below visible and invisible, everything got started in him, meaning God capital him and finds its purpose in him. So I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that a little bit later on in this message, but everything finds its purpose in him. Say this with me, say everything finds its purpose in him and keep that in your mind that we're going to use that and so everything that I say to you today that's going to be the substratum of everything that I say that everything finds its purpose or find his or her purpose in him today I have five points for you and so I encourage you to take down some notes or if you've already downloaded the uh, uh, the podcast you should be able to hear this a little bit later on in the week amen but we're going to talk about today how to find and fulfill your purpose this is going to be a blessing so by the time many of you leave here you're going to know guess what you're going to know how to find and fulfill your purpose amen would you find the book of nehemiah nehemiah is the perfect the perfect character to help us to understand to help us to move forward in finding and fulfilling our purpose nehemiah is the is the perfect person nehemiah was a hebrew he was a Hebrew. He was living in Persia and uh, he was serving under a king, King Artaxerxes. Um, he was serving under this king. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. Go to he- uh, excuse me, Nehemiah chapter six. Nehemiah chapter 6 and keep your Bibles open because we're going to visit a few chapters a few verses in the book of Nehemiah because I want to I want to take some time and I, I need to sow this seed into your heart glory to God hallelujah say this with me say I am a person of understanding and the Bible is meant to be understood amen glory to God Nehemiah chapter number 6 look over at verse number 15 verse number 15 do y'all see it Amen. And it says, verse number 15 says, so the wall was finished on the 25th day of Elul in the, in 52 days. Somebody shout 52 days. Keep that in your mind. 52 days. The wall was finished uh, in 52 days. Verse number 16 says, and it happened when all other enemies, when all of our enemies heard of it and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes. For they perceived that this work had to be done by God. 
Father, we thank you now. We ask your blessing over this word. We pray that you would anoint it, anoint the ear of the hearer, prepare us to receive everything that you're about to see in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God. Nehemiah is a special person. He's a special subject because Nehemiah was what we called a cupbearer to the king. He was a cupbearer, which means that Nehemiah ate from the king's plate before the king ate. Nehemiah drank from the king's cup before the king drank from his cup because uh, Nehemiah was he was he was he was the poison checker. How many of you like to apply for that position? <laughs> so if somebody was going to poison the king, yeah, they would have they would poison Nehemiah. So Nehemiah would eat the king a portion of the king's food and drink uh, from the king's cup. So and the king would watch Nehemiah to see if he was going to fall over. Glory to God. That's a pretty rough job. Now watch this. Although, although that was his occupation, that was not his purpose. Many of you are working in an occupation, uh, but your occupation is not your purpose. The beautiful thing about purpose is, for many of you, your occupation will lead you to your purpose. Glory to God. Because God has an amazing way of lining things up. Even unbeknownst to you, God has a way of lining things up so that so that even your place of employment, somehow there is something that you take from that that God is going to use in the area of your purpose. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And and God does that. He does that unbeknownst to us. And many of you don't even realize how God is using where you are to help build you to where you're going. Glory to God. So here he was, uh, Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king. And uh, um, um, the temple in Jerusalem had been rebuilt. The temple had been rebuilt. But the people in Jerusalem were still fearful because the walls around it were in were in disarray. They were in disrepair. The, the walls had been had been burned and the walls were down. So the people were still the people were still fearful, knowing that an enemy, the enemies could come in at any time and still attack. And there was such a burden in Nehemiah's heart. That brings me to my first point. My first point is passion. Everybody say passion. My first point is passion. You'll know the thing that God has purposed for you in your life when you find the area of your life in which you are passionate. Now, let me deal with passion for just a moment. Now, I'm not talking about just because I'm not talking about your passion about rap music. Or your passion about making money. I'm not talking about that kind of passion. I'm talking about a kingdom passion. Where God put a kingdom passion in your heart. Now, a kingdom passion is something that you can't throw away. You can't shrug it off. You, you can't, you can't get rid of it. You try to get it out of your mind, but that thing comes right back all over again. It's something that continues to burden you. And I like to say it like this. If it's your burden, it's your responsibility. If it's your burden, it's your responsibility. Uh, Nehemiah had a passion. As a matter of fact, look at Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17. For those who don't have a Bible, it'll be on the screen. Nehemiah 2 17 says, Then I said to them, You see the distress 
that we are in. How Jerusalem lies waste and its gates are burned with fire. Come, let us build a wall that we no longer be a reproach. In other words, Nehemiah is saying at this time, he's saying that the walls are down. Come, let us build. He takes on this burden. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 3 through 4. You see it. You see this written. And he says, and now, and now they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province, in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burned with fire. So it was, listen to this. When I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. So now this burden comes upon Nehemiah. He doesn't know what to do with it. He's burdened for the people of God. I'll never forget when God began to burden my heart to preach. I'll never forget the burden. I'll never forget when God started moving me into the area of my passion. I, I would sit in sir, I would sit and listen to my pastor preach sermon after sermon, other ministers preach sermon after sermon, and I would sit there and said, Man, you know, I, I really wish I could I could communicate that in a way that people could understand it. I had a passion to communicate the word of God in applicable ways, in ways that people could hear it and understand it. One of the greatest compliments that people ever give to me, they said, Pastor Love, I understood the message. And I and, that, and, that, and that's a, it's such a great compliment because that was a part of my passion because I heard hundreds, if not thousands of sermons that I walked away having no idea what I just heard. Didn't hear any points. I, I, it was just, you know, it was good. I'm sure it was good teaching and I'm sure it was some good preaching, but, but that was just, it was not relatable. It, it didn't, it didn't connect to me where I was. And so I would sit there Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday and said, listen, there has to be somebody who can communicate the, the, the good news or communicate the stories of the Bible in such a way that everybody can hear. You know, people say to me sometimes, they say, you know, Pastor Love, you know, you, you know, you, 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 you more, you more for the young folks. No, I'm not. Well, you, you more, you more, you more for the young people. No, I'm for everybody. Listen, don't hate on me just because young people and old folk can understand what I'm saying. Because that's something I'm passionate about. I'm, when I'm on this stage, oh, I'm in my, I'm in my, I'm in my gifting and I'm in my passion because I'm passionate about, about building people. When people ask me, Pastor Love, who are you? You know what I tell them? I am a people developer. Because God uses me to help develop and to help build people. And I'm passionate about that. And I thank God. Listen, when I first went to my pastor and I told my pastor that I had been called to preach, he said, he said, he, he kind of blew me off. And, and maybe because he had to go preach. And, it, and he wasn't doing it intentionally, but he had to go preach. Now, I get it now. Because sometimes people walk up to you right before you have to go preach and they drop something heavy on you. You be like, oh, Lord, I can't deal with it right now. Um, so, so, so I said to him before he ready to preach. And then he told me, he said, come back to and talk to me next week. And so I went that week. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you know, he wasn't tripping about it, so I'm not gonna trip about it. And I'm laying in the bed and I'm tossing and turning, tossing and turning. It would not leave me. It was insatiable. It was all on the inside of me. I was so passionate about this thing that next week I was right at my pastor's door. Pastor, remember me? Because there was something in me that would not let this thing 
die. I was passionate about this. So listen, you've got to discover the area in your life where God has lit a passion in your life. And it has to be a kingdom passion. Got to be a kingdom passion. Got to be a kingdom passion connected to a kingdom purpose. Got to be a kingdom passion connected with a kingdom purpose. Now, I've talked to some people and some people say, well, Pastor Love, I I don't know where my passion is. I don't know where my passion lies. Watch this. All you're saying is, Pastor Love, I'm not walking close enough to God for God to reveal to me or for God to ignite the passion in my heart. That's all you're really saying. Because it wasn't until I got serious with God. That God got serious with me. God got serious about revealing to me his passion. Watch this. Because here's the problem. If God tells you your passion without relationship, you'll go and try to do the thing and you'll leave God in the background. So, so listen. Here's the thing about passion. If you can do it by yourself, it's not a God passion. Let me talk to this side over here. If if you can do it by yourself, then it's not a God passion. Hallelujah. Thank God for your occupation. And you, you crunk about it. But the question is, how does that fit into the kingdom? There, there, there are some people who, there, there are some of you, and I know there's some of you in here right now. If you, you, you're passionate about financing the kingdom. And if you had it. If you had $120,000, you'd go ahead and write that check now and say, Pastor, we got you. So watch this. So watch this. So those of you who are passionate about financing the kingdom, God is going to put you in in situations where wealth is just going to start manifesting in your life. All three of y'all that clap. Because God is going to ensure that the passion that he's given to you, as long as you are submissive and submitted to him, he's going to be sure that that thing is going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. So, so Nehemiah had a passion so much so that when he heard about the city that, that he, he wept and he mourned and the Bible says for many days, it didn't go away. He couldn't shake it. What is that thing, God, that burden that God's placed on your heart in the kingdom that just won't go away? Every morning you think about it. Every morning you wake up. Listen, listen, Chalk and I were talking this morning. It was funny he he brought this up. But, But listen, listen. Those of you that feel called to preach, if you're waiting till you get on the stage to do it, it's not a God passion. It's something you just want to do. Because when God calls you to preach, you will preach anywhere. Glory to God. You can start at Highway 80 Rescue Mission. Every second Tuesday of the month. Glory to God. You'll do it anywhere. When God called me to preach, I wasn't thinking about the stage. I said, put me in front of some young people. Put me in front of some teenagers. I, it, let me teach a Sunday school class. It didn't make any difference. I wanted, there was a passion on the inside. I wanted to do the thing that I was passionate about. And it didn't make any difference why I did it. Make, it made no difference why I did it. Because I was so passionate about doing that thing. I would have done it anywhere. Glory to God. Now listen, some of you, 
in the area of your passion, you will not be paid for it and still be excited about doing it. I wish I had a witness right there. I said, some of you, your passion, some of you, your passion will not produce income, but it will produce fulfillment and the blessings of God. Some you're passionate, you're passionate about, passionate. So don't wait. Don't wait. If, 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 if God's put that passion in your heart, if you don't know your passion, that means you've got to get closer to God. That means you've got to walk closer to God. That means you've got to lay aside some weight. You've got to lay aside some sin. you got to get some stuff out of your life. Amen. Glory to God. And let me talk to you about getting some stuff out of your life. Let me talk to you about that. This is not even in my notes. I'm going to give you this for free. Glory to God. Let me give this for free. Listen to this. Listen to this. You need to know about this. Watch this. Watch this. God will allow you to know. How can I say this? God will allow a small disagreement to show you how people really feel about you. When they get that mad over nothing, we were... We've been cool. Oh yeah. Now this minor disagreement pops up and now they won't answer your call no more. They won't text you back anymore. And you're sitting there worried and you're mad and you're trying to figure out what did I do? Nothing, boo. God is trying to show you how they really felt about you in the first he's trying to show you that they were smiling in your face he allowed just a, just a minor disagreement it wasn't even that big of a deal it would have been fixed with a phone call but they chose to stay mad at you and wouldn't even answer the phone when you called them glory to God you need to sing that song bye 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 Oh, bye, 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 bye. God's trying to get you to lay aside some weight. Because everybody can't go with you. Where God is trying to, y'all better help me preach today. Everybody can't go with you. Where God, listen, glory to God. Listen, if they get jealous just because you got a new boyfriend, what they gonna do when he buy you that mansion? When he buy you that car you always been working? What are they gonna do then? I heard Norman say, back then you didn't want me. Now I'm blessed. If people, I'm just saying to say this, if people can walk out of your life, let them go. Let them go. All 13 of y'all that clap. When people can walk out of your life, let them go. Because the people that are connected to you, even if they try to leave, they'll come back and say, you know what, dog? 
But if they can walk out, because listen, listen, because, because thank God for them being in your life for that season. Because, because you taught me some stuff. And glory to God in that, you, you taught me some things in that season. I, I learned a lot from you in that season. But guess what? I understand that everybody can go. What God is trying to take you. Listen, listen. Okay, okay, okay. Let me get back. Let me get back. Okay, passion. I gave y'all all that for free. Amen. I hope y'all recorded that because I might listen back there later on. <laughs> Glory to God. Passion. Now, number two, number two. Not only will God create the passion, but now God will make it possible. Everybody say possible. Woo! God will make it. God will make it possible. The, the, if, when you're moving towards your purpose, God will make your purpose possible. He will make it possible. Look, look at Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah chapter 2 verses 1 through 6. God will make it possible. And it says, Nehemiah 2 chapter verse 1 is one through 6 says, um, And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the twelfth month of the year, King Artaxerus, uh, when wine was before him, that he took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never, this is, this is Nehemiah talking, I had never been in his presence before. I had never been sad in his presence before. Therefore, the king said to me, why is your face sad since you are not sick? There is nothing, this is nothing but sorrow of heart. So I became dreadfully afraid and said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tomb lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Look at verse number four. Then the king said to me, what do you request? What's your request, Nehemiah? Glory to God. So I prayed to the God of heaven. So I like Nehemiah because Nehemiah prayed before he answered. Sometimes you have to pray before you give an answer. Glory to God. He prayed before he answered. I prayed to the God of heaven and I said, and I said to the king, if it pleases the king and if your servant is on favor in your sight, I ask, watch this, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tomb, that I may rebuild it. Look at verse number six. Then the king said to me, the queen, right there, give a witness. You know, if the queen good, everything good. Look, amen, I hear you. The queen's sitting right beside him. Watch this. He said, how long will your journey be? And when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Everybody shout possible. Now watch this. Here is the good news about purpose, is that you don't have to make it happen yourself. You don't have to make it happen yourself. When you're operating in purpose, God will make sure that you have provision. Listen, the Bible says that your gift, oh, that's good right there. Your gift will start to make, do you know that in all the years that I've been preaching and speaking, I've never once asked somebody to let me preach or let me speak. All the schools I've gone to, all the colleges and all the churches I've spoken, I've never once, you know what happened? It is the gift. It's not because I'm good, not because I do everything perfect. It's the gift of God that starts to make room. Glory to God. Here's the question for you. What room is your gifting making? He'll make it possible. He, he was there. Now watch this. The king was used to studying Nehemiah's body language. Because Nehemiah ate something and fell dead. The king knew he better not eat what Nehemiah just ate. 
So God, so the king is looking at Nehemiah. Nehemiah's not looking right. And, and so Nehemiah, he, he notices that Nehemiah's got this sorrowful expression. He knew Nehemiah wasn't sick. So he says to Nehemiah, what, what's going on? Isn't it wonderful how God will put you right in the presence of people who are in next in line to help you get to the next step of your own purpose? Isn't that a beautiful thing? God will connect people. One of the reasons we're in this church right now is because God just connected some things. He brought some things together. He just, he just lined, God has a way of just lining things up to help you get to your purpose. And God makes the, God makes the purpose possible. So stop trying to figure it out and just get in God's presence. Stop trying to work it out yourself and just let God do it. When, when we left Kilgore, listen, I didn't know where we were going. I just knew I had favor. I just knew God was going to make it possible. I didn't know where. I wasn't worried. I wasn't tripping. I just said, God, this is your people. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's like I do my grandchildren. These your kids. Come get them. Amen. There's some pawpaws and some memaws in the room. Know what I'm talking about. Yo, children, come get these baby. Don't get these kids. He makes it possible. God will make it possible. Your gift starts to make starts to make room for you. Your gift starts to make room. Number three, not only will God give you the passion, not only will God make it possible, but number three, check this out. God will make provision. God will make provision. When you when you're seeking your purpose, you let, let's say let's say that you've gotten close to God and, and God starts revealing to you that area of passion in your life, and then God starts moving you forward, God starts opening up, God starts opening up doors. Now watch this, now watch this. I need to say this. I, I'm gonna give y'all this for free as well. Listen, God is testing some of you with the last thing that He told you to do. Many of you, God is testing. God is seeing if you can obey him in the small stuff. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. If you have not learned how to give appropriately, then don't expect to walk in your purpose appropriately. Okay. It got kind of quiet, boy. Got kind of quiet. Because many people still wrestle. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says like this. says, where your treasure is. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. It's the word of God. So in other words, in other words, let me see where your money is going. And I can tell you where your heart is. I got two people in this club. I got four people back there. I got one right here. <laughs> Let me look at your bank book. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me look at your bank register. Somebody said, don't do it. I heard it. I said, don't do it. God is saying, can you be faithful? Be faithful. Listen, can, can I trust you to be a faithful tither when I bless you? Can I, can I trust you? To be because guess what? If, if you don't do the small things, if, if you've been in church 20 years and you still don't know how to forgive folk, I've been, I've taught almost a whole year on forgiveness. I, listen, when I was teaching on forgiveness, I didn't know I was going to be here. That whole series wasn't even for y'all. 
the benefit of it. Y'all benefited from it. But I had your boy. But thank God. Thank God. That God has developed some spiritual maturity. In me. Because I used to be spiritually ignorant. (laughs) As is some of you. But thank God for some spiritual maturity. Thank, 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 thank God. But watch this. But watch this. Then, then when, when, when you're operating in purpose and, and you've learned how to take care of the small little thing, you, you don't, you don't wrestle with unforgiveness. You don't, you don't wrestle with that little, you don't wrestle with tithing anymore. You know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of behind you now. You know, you, you're not, you're not on milk anymore. Now, now I'm on meat. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to start operating in my purpose. I'm ready to move forward. Some of you won't move forward because you're still hanging on to the basic principles. You got to get out of basic training and you got to get into the active army. Some of you are still in basic training. You've been in basic training for 20 years. It's time to lace your boots up. It's time to get your weapon. It's time to put your armor on. You do all that stuff after you get out of basic training. Something, we're still, we're still in basic training. Now, now some of you are supposed to be in basic training because, because you're new converts. But some of y'all, You still wrestling with cussing? Oh my God. Oh my God. You still wrestling with music? What music you want to listen to? You still wrestling with that? You you still having a hard time? Picking and choosing. You're still wrestling with, with TV shows and things that you should watch and shouldn't watch. You, you're still wrestling with that? Why why you, why why you still wrestling with that? I just want to rolly, rolly, rolly with a solid match. I already got a designer to hold up my pants. Just want some ice on my wrist so I look better when I dance. If it's somebody on your own laugh and tell them you need to go repent right now. Somebody on your own laugh, you need to go repent. Provision. Let's talk about provision. Go, go Nehemiah chapter two, verse seven through nine. I want you to I want you to see the see the, see the provision. God, God makes provision. He, he he not only makes he not only makes it makes it he gives you passion. He makes the passion possible. But then but then God starts to provide. Nehemiah chapter two, verse seven through nine says this. Furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters let letters let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river, that they may permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. Verse number eight. And a 
letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he must, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertains to the temple, for the city wall, and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God, which is upon me. Then I went to the governors of the region beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king has sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. Listen, God began to make provision for Nehemiah. God, God gave him the passion. God made it possible. And now God's giving him provision. Now the keeper of the forest have to give him a wood for the temple, wood for the city, and wood for his house. God starts making provision. When God's giving you a passion, you don't have to worry about where the money's going to come from. You don't have to worry about how he's going to do it. God's going to make provision, baby. God's going to make sure that his word don't come back to him void. God's going to make sure that that thing comes to pass in your life. Glory to God. All you have to do is be able to lift up holy hands. Keep your heart clean, heart pure, stay close to God, and allow God to begin to work that thing out in your life. Not only that, not only did the king give him letters, not only did they give him the wood for everything. Listen, those who have never built a house, you you don't have no idea what it means to get all your wood for free. <laughs> Glory to God. Find a, find an architect or find a, uh, somebody who works in construction and, and just, just ask them how much money you save if you get all your wood free. This is what happens. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor God's going to give you favor just to ask for things and it manifests. Come on, just. Some of y'all ain't said nothing. You don't like your neighbor. Ask and it shall be given. Ask and it shall be given. Come on, ask and it shall be given. Ask and it shall be given. Ask and it shall be given. Somebody needs to hear that word in the spirit. Ask and it shall be given. Ask and it shall be given. You have not. Oh, y'all better help me preach in this house today. Ask and it shall be given. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to let your petition be made known. Ask and it shall be given. If the price is too high, ask them to take the price down. Don't be afraid to ask. Ask. When you, when you go to the interview, ask for the job. Stop going in there like, you know, like you're trying to impress somebody. Go in there. If you know that's a part of your purpose, ask for the job. Ma'am, ma'am, listen, I need you to give me this job. I, I, this is the job I need. I need. Why? Because this job is connected to my purpose. This job is in line with my gifting. I can do this job well. So he makes provision. Now watch this. Now watch this. Not only, not only will God give you passion. Not only God will make it possible. Not only will God give you provision. But number four. Number four might mess you up. Number four might mess you up. When God gives you passion. God starts to make it possible. God starts giving you provision. Then be on the lookout for persecutors. Be on the lookout for them. Be on the lookout for persecutors. When you start operating in the plan of God for your life, there are going to be some haters that raise up and try to stop what God is doing in your life. Be on, be on the lookout for persecutors. Be on the lookout for I used to think that persecutors and haters were a bad thing. Now I understand that persecutors and haters can also be a sign that you're doing exactly what God called you to do. 
When you start doing a great work for God, folks start lying on you. I'm telling you, boy. Folks start lying on you. You know, when, when, when we, when I launched a, a church on purpose, folks said, well, Pastor Love already bought a church. I said, thank you, Lord. He already bought a church. He been had that church. He bought that church a long time ago. I said, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. You, you know, you know why? Because, because like Jesus said, he said, he said, foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But even the son of man have nowhere where we're to lay his head. Glory to God. Listen. And so here's what I say. I say, you know what? Folks must think I'm rich. Folks, folks, folks really think I really got it going on. You know, I looked in the mirror and I said, boy, favor look good on you, boy. See, see, favor, favor make people think you got something when you don't have a thing. You ain't got nothing. But folks will be looking at you saying, how did you do that? How did, I don't have a thing. But folks are not already about a church. your neighbor said, favor looks good on you. It looks good on you. It looks good on you. Don't have a thing. <laughs> then when Crossroads showed up, they said, see there, we told you. Folks will lie. They'll lie because they, you know what? Because, because they don't understand. They don't understand that they have a role in your life too. Listen, listen. If you don't want anybody to talk about you, don't do anything. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just come to church, be quiet, sit way in the back, and then leave. Just a little bit before the benediction. Folk leave you alone. Folk won't talk about you. But if, if you're going to do something substantial, be prepared to be lied on. I've been lied on, cheated, talked about, mistreated. I've been abused. I've been scorned, talked about, shoulder and bone. I've been hurt. Okay, y'all, sorry. I got to come on. I got one more point. I got one more point. Come on, point. Come on. Come on, point. No. <laughs> no, sometimes you're going to need a doctor and you're going to need a lawyer. Persecutor. Look, look, look. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 10. Uh, it says, when Sambalat, the Hornite, and Tobiah, the Amorite official heard of it, they were deeply disturbed that a man had come to seek the well-being of the children of Israel. Look at Nehemiah 2.19. But when Sambalat, the Hornite, Tobiah, the Amorite official, and Geshem, the, the Arab, heard of it, they laughed at us, despised us, and said, why is, what is this thing that they are doing? Will you rebel against the king? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, they were so indignant toward them that they started scorn on them. They said, man, what they gonna do, fool? Man, they get over there. If a fox crawl up on that little wall that they gonna build, even a fox gonna push it down. They all laughing and tripping out, not knowing that the hand of God is on this thing. 
See, when you're doing something big for God, it's always somebody going to be saying, that's not going to amount to anything. Oh, just don't worry about it. It's going to die down. It's going to die. No, it ain't, baby. This thing is going to keep growing. It's going to keep growing. It's going to keep growing because the hand of God is on this thing. Listen, listen. Nobody did this but the Lord, baby. No, Eric Love didn't do this. You didn't do this. Nobody did this but the Lord. Nobody did this. Nobody did this. Nobody did this. Nobody did this but God. The wall went up and over. The wall went up over, over 50 days. It happened so fast. And I'm going to my last point. It happened so fast that even the people concluded that had to be. Listen, what God's about to do with this church, it's going to happen so fast. That people everywhere are going to conclude that had to be God. Even the haters are going to come back and say, I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. I misjudged that. I misjudged that. People are already coming back saying, saying, you know what? I, I, I was wrong. I, I was wrong. I, I miss, I, I miss, I miss, I miss, I misread that. I misjudged that. And it's going to happen so fast. That people are going to say, that, that had, it had to be God. Because listen, listen, I'm about to close. Listen, listen. If it's built on Jesus, Jesus is the solid rock. We heard that this weekend over at the, the youth conference. If it's built on Jesus, it's going to stand. If we build it on anything else, it's sinking sand. Listen, we are building this ministry on Jesus the Christ. We're building it on Jesus, building it on the Word of God. And this ministry is going to last and it's going to sustain. Here's my last point. Last point. Not only will God give you passion, not only will God make it possible, not only will God give provision. Also, beware of the persecutors because they're coming. They're coming. And, and listen, you haven't seen anything yet. Don't, listen, don't be afraid when the lies come. Here's what the Bible says. Listen to this. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, don't, don't receive an accusation against your leaders unless you have two or three witnesses. It's pretty simple. The Bible tells you how to do that. Tells you how to do it. Glory to God. So it's going to come up. When they see the dome and when they see the things that we're, when don't let me mess around and let me get a doggone air conditioned drum cage, boys. I'm going to be preaching from inside that joker, boy. But Pastor Love, he in a drum cage. And the joker cooling off. Come on, man. God's called us to something different. Call us to change the game. Call us to do something new. We're going to do something new. This is going to be a church that, that has purpose. It's going to be a church where the people of God are growing and they're on fire for God. Where our teenagers are on fire. Our young adults are on fire. Our married couples are on fire. Our singles are on fire. God's going to do something amazing with this ministry. Entrepreneurs are going to raise up. We're going to have staff members, paid staff, insurance. We're going to, there's, there's so many things that God wants to do. And we're going to be, we're going to be right in the community. Where people are going to be saved, delivered, and folks are going to be set free. I told y'all Wednesday night that there's some doctors going to be mad because we're going to take some folks off some medicine when God heals them. Signs and wonders. 
signs and wonders. Follow them who believe. Number five, number five, God will give you all that. But watch this. Here's when you know God's really doing it. When God gives you partners. When God gives you partners. When God starts raising up people to help you. Nehemiah 2.11 says that a few men went with them. And watch this. Here is the significance of this. And you see it on the screen. A few men with, went with them. And I saw that and I was like, God, that, that's pretty cool. Then God said, look at that again. I saw the few people went with him and then God said, look at it again. And so when I looked at it again, I noticed something. Watch this. I noticed something. I noticed that the Bible says that Nehemiah told no one what God put in his heart. So wait a minute. These cats are rolling with him and don't fully understand what God said to him. See, that's when you know. When somebody looks at you and they say, they say, I see the hand of God and I know that the hand of God is good on your life. So listen, where, where you go, that's where I go. I don't need to know all the details. I just know that if God told you to do it, I'm rolling with it because I see the hand of God and I see that the hand of God is good on your life. That's when you know. See, when you're hanging around with people, that they say, now, now, what are we doing again? Now, how many days it going to be? Now, how much it going to You know what? I tell you what. Bye, 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 bye. You some people rolling with you that say, listen, man, God placed them on my heart. I, I don't fully understand it, but sure could use your help. You know what, bro? I'm with you. Let's go. I'm riding. Whatever you say. Let's do this. You know what? I thank God for you. Y'all just don't even know how much I think. It, it chokes me up to even say this, but I thank God for you. Because, because right now, right now, God's doing a new thing in my life. I don't have all the answers. I don't know all the pieces to the puzzle. But I thank God for those of you that say, Pastor Love. Man, we see the hand of God is good on your life, bro. And although we don't understand it, dude, if we have to have church outside in the tent, dude, we ride with you. We rolling with you. We roll whatever we got to do, whatever we got to go. Pastor, whatever we have to do, man. I had people coming up to me saying, Pastor Love, I got a big backyard.